Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Jacks podcast. I did the trailer, well, it's called a trailer apparently, um, for it the other day. And here we are with the first ever episode. And I just want to say before I get into this, I am super excited to start like start doing this. I'm going to be doing it every couple of days. So if you like sports, if you like games, like I said, you know, just make sure to have a listen, you know, and see if you enjoy it. But enough for me just trying to promote this podcast even more. I want to get started on our first topic, which is about AFCON 2022, which is in, which starts in a couple of weeks. Now, there's been a lot of rumours going around whether this will affect the Premier League a lot because there's so many players going for like a month and there's a lot of games they have to play. So I just want to talk about it and then just summarise like how will this affect the league in relegation, promotion and just in general so i've broken it up into a few like sections that we can talk about i'm going to start off with the obvious that you know teams are going to have to play three games without key players and i feel in the premier league the teams who is most affected is liverpool because they are losing salah Mane, cater and matip who are all going to afcon 2022 you know and it's the replacements for those players aren't as strong. I know up top they may have like Jota, Firmino, Minamino's all right, Origi, meh. But compared to players like Salah and Mane, and Salah's having the season of a lifetime now, is, you know, replacing him is going to be so hard. And like the, and even at the back with Matip, you know, Gomez, he's okay, but this season he's, I don't think he's played. And he... He may be like lack confidence issues. He's not inexperienced, but and Kanate, I guess he's okay. He hasn't really played much, so it will be tough to adjust the team because Matip has been playing most games of the season, and you know it. It's just so I feel because it's already slipping away now. Um, you know it's having these weaker players in is just going to make the performances even worse. Meaning, for me, they're just going to slip off even more. And while right now, you know, they're slipping away, but, and the t- but you know, the title fight isn't over, I feel maybe after AFCON, they could end up being around 15 points behind. And, you know, the title race for Liverpool, at least, could be, you know, very hardly affected. Like, you know, they need these players. Like, Salah and Mane, instrumental, Matip, what a centre-back. Cater, the rotations for him are quite good. They've got a very strong midfield. But, yeah, Liverpool up top and at the back, at least, are going to be a little bit screwed. But it's not also it's not just Liverpool. Um, it is also Chelsea, who are losing both Mendy and Ziyech, who are both key players, especially, especially Mendy. Because, like, he is... He's, probably been the best goalkeeper in the entire world this season like he sh- in my opinion he should have won the Yashin award like he was incredible I do understand why Donnarumma won it but for me it it was like Amendi if he would have won it I could have seen why you know his form right now isn't the best because again he started to slow down a bit you know he's not making as many amazing saves but he is still probably the best goalkeeper in the world on form at least and losing him will, I mean, the backups are either Kepa or Bettinelli, and Bettinelli couldn't even get in the Fulham squad, because, you know, it's it's just 
Kepa is terrible, Bettinelli is terrible. You know, for Chelsea, they may have to bring in someone in January just on loan. You know, who is very he's a lot better than Kepa. But getting someone on loan will be so difficult because if you sign someone, yeah, they're going to be happy for like a month. But after that, they're going to be disappointed and get mad. And you've just wasted your money on a player you're probably never going to play again. So they're going to have to find someone who's better than Kepa and is like Premier League standard, especially if they want to win the league and potentially win the Champions League. You know, they're going to have to find someone amazing who they can loan in. And that's going to be very difficult. Now, with Liverpool and Chelsea most likely to slip off after losing the very, very, very key players, um, City are only losing Mares, and they have a lot of replacements for him. He rarely, he's rarely playing this season. You know, it's it's what they have like Foden, Jesus. Oh, I'm trying to think of them all. Sterling, uh, Grealish. I know he's not been on the best form, but. That's four players already, and they play with normally three at the front. So, and there's youngsters coming in, such as Cole Palmer. You know, they have in squad depth. In squad depth, they probably are the best in the entire world right now. Um, so, it, and it's again, it's not just that. You know, at the title fight, it's all over the league. They're going to be losing uh, one or two players for like a couple of games, and maybe even Champions League game especially if they're, like, a top-six team. So, the relegation fight could also be screwed because Watford, I know, I think they're destined to go down. I don't think the Premier League quality, but they're losing Emmanuel Dennis. I think Ismail Sars going. You know, they're losing a lot of play, like, two very key players, and they're gonna, their skill is so high, and Dennis as well this season. He's been incredible. So, losing him is going to be a big blow. So... It, it could give, there is obviously the advantage to this where it could give young players a game. I feel maybe Liverpool, with them losing Cater, should start playing Jones maybe a bit more. You know, they could even, they've played Tyler Morton in centre mid. He did very well there. You know, they could even play Tyler Morton up top. But Chelsea, they don't really have young players, especially in the goalkeeper role, to, you know, play. The goalkeeper position is very shallow. There's no depth. It's just, Mendy, and if he's out, then Kepper, who is not Premier League title material at all, he's probably mid-table, you know, Premier League at best. He's probably not even Premier League quality. He's probably just like good enough for the Spanish league now. So, you know, it could give, especially for Liverpool, some young players a chance because they love to vitalize youth. So that could be good. But then, you know, to as the players, it could be good for them. But as a team, they could make mistakes as they are very experienced and those mistakes could be vital. They could concede a few goals here and there. And then, boom, you've probably lost the game, dropped some points, and then you're even further behind City. So, there are some pros to it. There are more cons with the three games they're having to play, three or four games they're having to play. So, I want to move on to the next topic, and that is if there are any injuries at AFCON 2022. Because... AFCON, it happens, you know, the entire tournament happens within a month. And then, so there's so many, you know, games, there's like two a week for a month. Like, two games a week for a month. That's like eight games all in a month. And, you know, obviously with more players, higher there could be higher chances of injuries. Because 
And if key players do get injury, in, do get major injuries, they could be out for the season. And then you have to play those weaker backups, not just for a month, but for multiple months. And, you know, they may be good for a few games, but then, you know, the actual quality is going to show that they're just not that good. You know, it it is just true with some players. Some players, you, you know, it is a chance, but it it's just... Losing a key player for multiple months is terrible. Like, I think when Salah got injured um, in the Champions League, I think we were, Liverpool were very lucky with him because that happened in the last game of the season in the Champions League final. If that happened, you know, in January, he would have been out for the entire season. Van Dijk, you know, when he got injured, look what happened to Liverpool. They've only just got top four. I know it, it wasn't just Van Dijk, but... He was a key part of them dropping back, you know, them losing him. So losing those key players could have a very big effect, you know. And I feel fixture congestion is such a huge thing in football. I don't think people realise that because people are like, oh, it's fixture congestion, it'll be fine. If you are having to play two games a week for a month and then you've also got to go into training, you know, as well, Train with your team, gel, you're going to be knackered, and then that's going to lead to more injuries. So, fixture congestion is a huge part in football, I feel. So, that week break does help with a few training sessions in between. But, no, I, this could change a lot of things. And especially with Liverpool, Cater and Matip are injury-prone. They've had so many injuries over the past couple of years. So, I feel that one of them may get injured. And I think if if it would be any, it would be Cater. I think he'll probably get injured in like the quarterfinals, maybe if he even makes it that far. You know, I I don't because Cater and Matt, they're key players. You know, it's they're going to be playing every single game. So, and you know, Cater he gets injured just playing one game. So if he's having to play like five or six games, he probably will get injured. And you know, that is the truth. And. He probably could be out for the entire season with like a torn groin, torn, just a torn muscle probably. So, I feel Cater and Matt, Matt are the most likely to get injured. And then, this raises a question, I've touched on it a few times, but what does it actually mean for the title race? And in my opinion, Liverpool are most likely to fall behind, I've mentioned it so many times. You know, they have the most African players in their squad, I think, in the entire league. They have four, I think there's a f- quite a few with two, maybe some with three. But... Yeah, the title race, you know, it's for Liverpool, it could, it's going to probably go negatively for about a month. And those three games, if they lose all three of them, that's 12 points, that's nine points. I cannot do maths. Wow, I just said three times three was 12. Oh my God. Anyway, yeah, that's nine points dropped. And they're already, I think, nine points behind. So that leaves them 18 points behind if City win every game. They're a bit screwed then, you know, and it, I feel it will give City an even bigger gap. I don't think they're going to lose all three of them. I think they'll maybe draw two of them, win the other. But even if they draw two, that's four points. And then add that to the already nine points they're behind. Boom, you're 13 points behind. You've got to then win four and then get a draw without City winning to, you know, even be level on points. And City uh, not winning now is, it's not happening. And I feel Chelsea um, will also slip back. I don't think they'll do it as much with Liverpool because Kepa, he does have Premier League experience. Not very good experience, 
But experience nonetheless, you know, he has played against top teams. Again, not very well. But, you know, he he has done that. And it's, you know, he he ha- he knows, like, what to do. I know people make out like he's terrible. He does make a lot of mistakes. But he's played against City, Liverpool, you know, United multiple times before. And I feel he has kept clean sheets against him, if I'm not wrong. And he is, he is atrocious. I will admit that. So I feel he maybe will make a mistake, cost them a game. And then what if he gets injured? Then what, they have to play Bettinelli? Really? Bettinelli? He could not get into a a relegated Fulham squad. Do you know how bad you have to be to not even get get into the Fulham squad? You have to be special levels of atrocious. And he couldn't do that. So I feel... For the title race, at least, AFCON is perfect for City. You know, they're only losing Mares, and they have backups in Grealish, Foden, Sterling, Silver, he can go up there, Jesus, and even Cole Palmer, who is coming through very, very well. He's getting games off the bench, probably could get more, maybe even get a goal or two. So, in my opinion, at least, I know it is. we'll still have like a couple more months of the season, and I hate to predict it early. But I think AFCON will win City the league as long as they don't slip up as well because they are just insane at the moment. Like, nobody's beating them. You know, they're getting, like, a goal a game, I think. So I think if they just carry on as they are and Liverpool and Chelsea, you know, fail to adapt to these new changes coming into their squad, they may be a bit screwed. But one thing I did touch on was youngsters coming through. Because it is, it could be a very good thing. Because for free grain, for free grains, I could not speak. Wow, doing a podcast and I can't speak. Well done, me. <laughs> you know, for free games, they're gonna have less competition. You know, the youngsters at least, because normally they've got they've got to get passed through. Like, let's take Curtis Jones for example. He's got to get past the backups. You know, he's got to get past like Cater. You know, James Milner just to get a place on the bench. And then even when you're on the bench, you've got to get past that first team of, like, Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago. I can't think of another Liverpool midfield because I'm an idiot. But you get the point. But, you know, now, like, let's say Tyler Morton, who's an attacker, you know, he... Oh, I mean, he can't play midfield. With him gone... With him gone? With Salah Mane gone... You know, he's only got to get, get past Origi, Minamino, and Jota. And Jota, he may play alongside him, but Minamino and Origi? Origi's a very good backup. So's Minamino. So, and with Tyler Morton starting against Tottenham, and he had a very good game, I will say that. Um, he, I feel he will get, like, two, maybe two appearances. And he could try and maybe get a goal, you know, maybe, you know, gain some points for Liverpool. And... You know, even for City, you know, they've got Cole Palmer coming through. And it will still be very tough for him because he's still got to get past about six players if he wants a spot in that team, especially starting. And their attack is, like, best in the world, especially with the amount of depth. Like, when Riyad Mahrez, you know, someone who I think was nominated for the Ballon d'Or isn't, like, a starter, you know that your attacking options are incredible. You know, them and Chelsea have got the most depth up top. Like, in the league, at least. They are incredible. So, you know, Cole Palmer, it could give him, like, a good shot at getting through. 
but I don't know. And hey, we may even get like a little Trent Alexander-Arnold situation where you know you sit as a backup, but then the moment someone's out, like when Klein went, Nathaniel Klein went out with an injury, he had some amazing games. And look at him now, probably the future captain of Liverpool. Definitely the best right back in the world. I'm sorry if you don't think he's the best right back in the world. Who is better than him? Like, just in general, not oh defensively, Walkers, but oh defensively. No, in general, who is a better right back? I would like to say I I I don't think anyone is better than him in, at right back right now because his assists. You know, he I know he's not the best defender, but he's still okay. You know. He's got decent defending ability, amazing attacking work, can take set pieces. What what more do you want? Maybe a bit more defensive ability, and then you're perfect. You're probably the best right back for a while, and arguably the best ever. But you know he is. He you know he took his he you know raised. I can't earlier. I can't get my words out. He like came up because of Nathaniel Klein being out. Maybe Tyler Morton could come up with. Uh, Salomone being out, you never know. But then there is also the other side where, you know, the the most of them are going to get the first starts in the Premier League, apart from Morton, you know, and Jones. But like Cole Palmer, he could get his first start in the league and then just crumble under the pressure and give embarrassing performance and flop. And then boom, Pep's lost interest in you because you know he's just he's just left out. Uh, I don't know. Raheem Sterling to play him, and he's done that. So I don't. I there's a fifty-fifty thing where they could do incredible shine, become top stars because of players going out, but they could also, you know, flop and just sit on the bench for a couple of games. You know, it, it is a fifty-fifty thing, but I feel the likes of Jones and Morton could maybe shine because they have played in the Premier League before, like as starters. But it's not just the Premier League who are being affected. It's also the lower leagues and the Championship as well. You know, because they do have African players who are going to AFCON. Um, Ab- Abdallah Seema, I think I'm saying that right, for Stoke. He's going to the African Cup of Nations. Uh, African Cup of Nations? That's AFCON. Have I been calling it? Anyway, he's going to AFCON 2022 with Senegal. And Stoke are pushing for promotion... And may need him, you know, he's played a couple games now. And, you know, he hasn't scored any goals, but he has only played two games. But what if one of their strikers get injured? They might need him, but oh no, he's at AFCON. They're having to play some terrible backup. And then Stoke fall away. I think they're in like eighth right now, Stoke. You know, and that is, the championship is so close. Like anyone could get promoted at this point. And another player who's got uh, who's going is Jordan Zamora, who's played every single game for Bournemouth. Uh, no, nearly every single game. He's missed on a, on a couple of games. Uh, he's going to Afcon twenty twenty two with Zimbabwe, and Bournemouth are top or second. When I checked it yesterday, they were top, but West Brom had a game in hand. I think. Um, they are like either behind, but they're in second by two points or top by one point. I don't know. Um, but he's played most games. He's been a very key player. And Bournemouth are first or second. So they, you know, without him, a key player in the midfield, they could slip away get in, and only be able to get the playoffs and then bottle it there. And they're not promoted. They're in the championship again. All because a player didn't go and they lost out on a couple of points. 
you know, there are also many, many more players from many more teams all up and down the league. Like, relegation, you know, that's always something that's so unpredictable. Like, Barnsley are 23rd. They were pushing for promotion last season. What in the actual hell? The Championship is, for me, it's the best league in the world because you cannot predict it. You could, obviously there's like a few teams who you're gonna say are going up, like West Brom, you know. But then there's also, you know, like in the middle. Good luck predicting that there could be a team that you predicted finish 18th, finish about ninth, or like just get playoffs, and then boom, they're promoted. You do, you thought they were gonna just avoid relegation? Nope, they've just got the playoffs. So with the championship being such a close league, you know, it's it's something that should be considered as like something that you know AFCON because a lot of people are saying oh it could affect the Premier League what about the title race Liverpool are going to slip off look down at the championship I think that is the league like just have a look every single weekend at the championship table and just see how it changes because some some teams don't have you know key players it it will probably there are going to be some teams dropping or gaining a few positions because of AFCON 2022 you know, three games may seem like nothing, but that's like nine points. And nine points in the championship can take you from 12th to about 4th. Like, it's so... I, I love the championship because you can never tell who's going to win it. You can never tell who's going to get relegated. And you can never tell who's going to get promoted because... Wow, what a... Honestly, I love the championship. If you don't watch it, you're missing out because... You know, you see it and like, oh, I think these are going to get relegated. Oh, no, just gone and got promoted. What? 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 It's, so, it's such an incredible league. But I'm going to stop bum-licking the championship. But, yeah, just watch out because I feel a few teams are going to drop and maybe lose some positions, maybe uh, drop out of the playoffs. Could be very close. But what is, like, the overall summary of AFCON? Because, you know, it's going to affect a lot of things. And I feel for me, overall, the Prem title race is going to go in, city way, in City's way because they're only losing one player who hardly ever plays for them this season. Like, they have backups who are just as good, if not even better, than Rian Morris. Whereas Liverpool and, and Chelsea, their squad depth is... Honestly, I don't get how City can have so many players, you know, just sitting on the bench and they're happy with it. Like... It's, it's so weird to me. So, yeah, I think uh, the title race will go in City's way. And Liverpool and Chelsea are most likely going to slip off. You know, this could all not happen. You know, City could just crumble for some reason. And Liverpool and Chelsea could prosper. You never know. But I feel the most likely situation is Liverpool and Chelsea slipping off. City gaining around a 13, 14 point lead. You know, and maybe have the... Uh, Premier League title wrapped up around a month or so before it actually ends. That's what I think may happen. Um, but I also think we could see some young stars, you know, shine or or even flop. Like there's some youngsters who you think now are incredible, um, but they could just flop when they're given the chance. I do feel bad for Harvey Elliott, Harvey Elliott because he broke his leg and he is a winger. I feel if he didn't have a broken leg... He would be playing, you know, week in, week out uh, for the, for that month. And, you know, maybe shine and boom, there's his big break to become a top star. 
I feel his hin- his injury happened at such a bad time for him. Like, obviously, it's never a good time to get an injury, but this could have been his moment to play on the wing, you know, play incredibly and become, like, maybe even a star. You know, push past Firmino, maybe push past Strutter if you're lucky, I'll be battling him. And boom, there you go. There is a top star just made. But, yeah, I feel we will see some young players, you know, be used from a lot of teams. Don't just look at the top of the title uh, of the table. You know, look all up and down the league. Look at the relegation battles. Look at the promotion battles. You know, look mid-table. You know, we could see some teams go from about 15th to, like, 7th. You know, and maybe push into Europe. You never know. It could happen. You know, just look every single week. Check the table and see how it's changed. See who's gone where, who they were playing that week. You know, I feel like it will be very good to maybe have, like, an app. So look at each, like, game week. Look at each score. And then, like, look at each lineup, and then see what is going to happen. Because I feel this this will be a very exciting time in, in football, because there's going to be a lot of changes in a lot of tables. Not even in England. I forgot to mention foreign leagues as well. Obviously, I know, like, uh, France, Germany, you know, they're always won by PSG and Bayern Munich. But in Italy, you know, they could have some uh, uh, African players, I the word, African players... Uh, going. I think Roma are losing Amadou Diawara because I think he is from Guinea. I think I may be wrong though, but I think if they are losing him, he's a key player for Roma, and they are Roma want to push up towards Europe now, so they could maybe not get Europe because of it. You know, look in Spain. You know, obviously Real Madrid and Barcelona are terrible, but. You know, you, we could maybe see some more teams in Europe or some different teams in Europe. Not more teams, you can't just add a team. Some different teams in Europe, you know. Maybe, like, some... some. I, think, I don't think Real Sociedad have an African footballer. I think I did see that. I don't know. I may be completely wrong. Let me know if I'm wrong. Um, And maybe they could, you know, push towards Champions League football. And, you know, they just have a look at teams that don't have African footballers and see how they shine being able to play their full team against some weakened teams could get in some like extra points and boom they have they've just got into europe because of afcon obviously they will have to keep it up after i'm not saying that after afcon it's the end of the league you know but if they're able to keep that form you know with some more momentum they could even after afcon with that uh momentum they could push up a few places so like i keep saying have a look at the tables because things are going to change in all, like all around the world in all the divisions, so have a look. You know, the championship table could flip after Afcon. We could see Bournemouth go down to the relegation zone. Hey, you never know. And because the championship is just so unpredictable and can change just like that, just like that. So just keep having a look at league tables, lineups, see who's having to play where, see who's, like who's playing well. Have a look at like ratings of players. You know, as they put in good performances, have they put in bad performances? You never know. And if you see they're putting in good performances, then go tell all your mates that you found a new star and then you'll look like a genius when they eventually do or you'll look like a complete idiot when they flop after AFCON. But hey, it's 50-50 chance. But no, AFCON, I've, I will, you know, be keeping up to date on it. Who do I think is going to win it? Algeria. They have quite a strong squad. They've got, you know, Mares, Ben Rama, Bonsabaini, Atal, 
so like I think they have like a strong player in multiple positions, like the fullbacks with Atal and Bonsabayini from Munch and Gladbach and Nice. You know, they're amazing. Then Rami can play on the wing and attacking midfield. You know, he's very good and they've got Mares the out and out uh scorer. Who do I think is gonna flop at AFCON? I think Zimbabwe. I I've only know one of their players because I researched this. Jordan Zamura, and if he's your star player, I think anyway, I don't know, I'm, I'm not really an avid fan of the Zimbabwe national team, you know, if he's going to flop, if he's your star player, I don't think you're going to do very well, but hey, they could, you know, be very, very good, um, but, you know, we'll have to see, we'll have to see, um, let me know uh, what your AFCON uh, 2022 predictions are, I will be, like I said, I will be keeping on today on the score, so I am looking forward to it. I think Algeria will win. I think they won the last one. Oh, I forgot to mention Dark Horses for it. Uh, I think maybe Guinea. I think Guinea could be, like, quite a good... Because I think they've got quite a few... I think it's Guinea. Um, is Nabi Kate from Guinea? Or am I being an idiot? I think I'm being an idiot. I think it's Guinea. Yes, it is, it is, it is. Guinea, Nabi Keita is from Guinea. How many times have I said Guinea within the past nine minutes? Why did I say nine minutes? I'm being stupid, I need to end this episode now. now. I think Guinea will be quite good because, you know, they've got Nabi Keita, who I know isn't the best star player. Um, But, you know, it's... And, yeah, they've got Amadou Diawara, who's, again, like... He's such a good midfielder. So, I feel the midfield is quite strong. You know, it's going to be... I feel there are going to be some dark horses, you know, with... May, you know, I I don't know. They've even got Florentine Pogba. I've just remembered him. Who else have they got? Um, It'll probably come to me after I finish this episode. But no, I reckon they're going to be um some dark horses. So watch out for them, I reckon. Senegal as well. I feel they're going to be quite good. You know, they're, they're always quite good. Um, I don't know. Um, Let me know who you think is gonna win it let me know who you think you know is going to be maybe even Cameroon I'm just I'm looking at the table now you know Morocco they're they're quite good they got to a World Cup recently hey you never know you know I feel Cameroon I reckon they'll just get to around 60 and go out Guinea I reckon they'll go through maybe even get to the quarters I think they're gonna be a dark horse Senegal I think they're a strong contender to win it like Jesus that like they got to the to the 2018 World Cup, and if you have a look at their players, Sadio Mane, Edouard Mendy, Kalidou Kiribati, Abdou Diallo, Idrissa Gay, Ismail Saar, Buna Saar, how many times can I say Saar, Keita Baldi Diaw, Chaco Kuyate, Mbaye Niang, Nampolis Mendy as well, who plays for Leicester, you know, Salif Sane, he's very good. I think they're probably a very strong contender to win it. You know, I'm just going to go through every single team now, just to do some predictions. Algeria, let's have a look at their team. They've, yeah, they've got some very... Oh, yeah, they've got Delors, Slimani, Sofian Faguli, Sabayini, Brahimi, uh, Gazelle, he's very good. I see Mandy, you know, I don't see Mendy, that's his name. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I from Group A... It's going to be Algeria and Burkina Faso going through. Because Burkina Faso as well, they they could be a little dark horse. Because they've got Bertrand Traore, Edmund Tapsoba, Lucina Traore, 
why am I doing this voice? You know, I think it'll be Algeria and Burkina Faso going through and Niger and Djibouti going out. Group B, I think Tunisia will go through. Because I think they're quite they're quite a strong African team. And second uh, I'm looking at the wrong group, I've only just realised. Group B I'm look I was looking at the group Group A going through. Let's start this again. Sorry. I think Burkina Faso will go through. And Cameroon. Yeah. Cameroon are quite good. They've got Andre Nana, Eric Maxim Tupamoting, Vincent Abubakar, Andre Frank Zambo and Guisa. You know, they I think yeah, I feel they'll go through as well as Burkina Faso. Um who else? Uh, yeah, I think Ethiopia and Cape Verde. I think it'll be Cape Verde third, Ethiopia fourth. Uh, Group B, I think it'll be Senegal and Guinea, uh, Zimbabwe third, Malawi fourth. Yeah, I think that'll happen. I think Zimbabwe, they do have some good-ish players, but I think they're just going to flop, really. I mean, Christ, I literally have a look at the players and the first... <laughs> The first player who pops up is a guy called Knowledge. His name is literally Knowledge. Like, what a name. Could you imagine? Imagine that in the register. Knowledge. Yeah, Amos. Um, yeah. Uh, group C. I think... Ooh! I think it'll be Morocco in first. Oh, no, I don't know. I think it'll be Ghana first, actually. And was Ghana, they, they've they always been quite good. If we have a look at their players, Asamoah Gianni, you don't play anymore. <laughs> Andre Ayu, Thomas Partey, Mohamed Kudus, you know, Mohamed Salasu, Jordan Ayu, Daniel Amati, Jeffrey Schlupp, Kwado Asamoah, Christian Atsu. Yeah, they've got some very good players. And I feel that, I feel they're, you know, a very comfortable first, in my opinion. Um, in second, I think it'll be Morocco. I think they'll just, you know, um, inch out Gabon and Comoros, rock bottom fourth. Group D, I think this one's quite obvious. I think it'll be Egypt and Nigeria going through because, again, Nigeria's strong contenders to win. They've got Victor Osimhen, Ahmed Musa, Onye Nagalo, William Juste Kong, uh, Kelechi Iheanacho, Wilfred Ndidi, Alex Iwobi. Samuel Chukwesi, you know, some, and they've even got, like, backups in Leon Balogun, uh, Chidera Juke, Joe Aribo, Frank Onyeka as well, you know, I, oh, Moses Simon, <laughs> I forgot about him, <laughs> but no, yeah, they're, I feel they're quite some, look out for them as well if you're keeping up to date with it, Nigeria, I think they'll get to the semi-finals, I think. Maybe even further. Maybe they'll win the whole thing. Let me know your predictions. Yeah, I think Nigeria and Egypt first and second. Guinea-Bissau third and Sudan fourth. Group E. I mean, I think it's literally the way it's in alphabetical order. It's not even in alphabetical order. God damn it, Jack, you're so stupid. I think it'll be Algeria first, uh, Ivory Coast second, uh, Equatorial Guinea third, and Sierra Leone fourth. I think that's how it's going to go. Group F. Ooh. Hmm. 
Ooh, this is close. I think Tunisia will be first. Second between Gambia and Mali. I know Gambia, they've got Yeah, they've got Musa Barrow. Modu Baru. Ah I don't know. I am looking at the teams right now. Um, by the way. I don't know. Hmm. This is Let's have a look at the um, Mali national team. I know they've got two players called Adama Traore. That's all I know. <laughs> um, oh, they've got Eve Basuma, Adama Traore. No, not the Wolves one. Musa Marega, Makan Konate, Amadou Haidara, Musa Gineppo. Yeah, I think it would be... I think it will be uh, Mali second, but I feel they'll get knocked out in the round of 16. And... Just in third, Gambia, and fourth, Mauritania. I know it's Mauritius, but I don't know how you say Mauritania. Sorry, I'm so bad with countries. But that are my predict. They are my predictions. I hope you were able to catch up with it. Maybe rewind. You know, write it down so you know what I said. Hey, I won't be complaining if you listen to this for longer. That's all I'm saying. But I feel the African Cup of Nations will be quite good. You know, if you are watching it, you know, I hope you have a good time watching it. I hope you had a good time listening to this. You know, African Cup of Nations could change a lot of things within a lot of leagues. But let me know who you think is going to win it. Um, Thank you so much for listening to the first ever episode of the Jaxed Podcast. And yeah, if you guys did enjoy it, make sure to listen to the next episode when it comes out. Take care, have a good one, and peace.